So Matt, I we've achieved a certain goal with the podcast, something that I'm quite proud of. We've actually made a YouTube misinformation note with our last <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. You saw that, did you? I did, uh, yeah. Uh, YouTube felt that it needed to put an annotation below our video for anyone who watches it, just so that they know when they begin watching that uh, flat Earth is actually is actually scientifically disproven as a theory. Right. Um, so we have now been labeled officially as a flat Earth podcast, and yes. God knows what that's going to do for the YouTube search algorithm. We're just spreading misinformation all over the place. You know, it's uh, it's part of our duty here. Yeah, you make one podcast. flat Earth joke, and YouTube's all like, "Oh my God, shut it down, shut it down now." I mean, admittedly, the title I think that you made it was, you know, the flat Earthers were correct or something oh, like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> that probably didn't help the situation. You know, man, I'm trying to work with the algorithm here in YouTube, uh -huh. slapping my hand. Like, come yeah. on, what do they want from me? What do they want? Probably not in misinformation, be my guess. You know what? I mean, you can't dis dis. I mean, you can kind of disprove <laughs> what do you mean? it. <laughs> all right, you can disprove it, but I mean, maybe we're all living in virtual reality. Okay, so yeah. I mean, maybe the that's the next rabbit hole we could go down. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And I want to go down that ver that rabbit hole. Um, PlayStation's bringing their, their PSVR to PlayStation. They're bringing their, their VR to PlayStation? What did I say? I said the wrong to thing. You said it to PlayStation. You bringing it to PC? There's too many. <laughs> Damn, PS, PlayStation's PC. bringing their content to, to PlayStation? Breaking Woo! news, Matimio. It's finally coming to PlayStation. <laughs> it's happening. The original PlayStation with the disk drive is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. If you've got one of those lying around. Yeah, so uh, PlayStation seems to be just like loosening up, I guess. That's good. Yeah. In my opinion. Maybe that especially is sort for, of that Especially for VR. Yeah, I know. VR is like, do you think VR is going to be like a, a big thing in 10 years? Do you think anyone's going to be like playing their VR games still? Or I don't know. I think it might be a combination of AR and VR with like, you know, like the whole Apple Vision thing. Yeah. And I think it'll be a combination of all that because, but right now I think one of the reasons that VR has been sort of floundering is that everyone wants to carve out their own like Yeah, garden, they're trying to dominate the market. They're trying to yeah, be the like, Apple or the Steam of VR. And it's like, there's exactly. not that many people with headsets, guys. Like, right. Work and then together. You, and then when you do that, it means that everyone kind of, you know, suffers. Cause like, I'm not going to buy five different versions of, you know, a headset so that I can yeah. play all these different games. Like just be reasonable. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm not going to, you know, when I buy a PC, it's not like I can only just play, you know, Microsoft games on my PC. This is yeah. silly. <laughs> no, it's uh well. And also, have you seen anyone walking around with the Apple headset? I haven't seen a single one in public. I don't go outside. Yeah, that was a dumb question on my part, really. <laughs> have you seen uh, the sun? That people, should have been have my question. Have you seen people? No. No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, man, I'm not... I It's fun playing a VR game when you get it all set up and you're, like, kicking around in it for a little bit. And you're like, mm -hmm. this is neat and fun. But then you put it down and you're like, do I want to set all that crap up again? Usually my, the answer for me is, nah. Like, that was kind of yeah. a pain. I'm Well, I... So go back into your original so two parts. I have seen pictures of people online. There are people that are driving yeah. like their Tesla cars uh, with those on and yeah. they get pulled over because yeah, yeah. you can't do that. 
there's apparently pictures of people working out with them on in the gym. Um, yeah, but that's for the memes, dude. I swear people are just buying the headsets exclusively for the Instagram likes, you know. Probably. Yeah. Yes. It's all it's all for the it's all for the content. It's all just to like Yeah. yeah. So going going back to your original question though, um, I think yeah, that is a big problem. I think the thing that they're gonna have to really and they all know this, is that they need to streamline it so that it isn't so cumbersome so that you can just grab it, put it on, and you're good, right? Instead of having to like actually set something up, you just put something on really fast and then you can start playing the games. Uh yeah. So it'll yeah. probably take a couple years for that to happen. It'll eventually get there, but Nintendo needs it. That's what the Switch 2 is going to be, right? There's no way. The no Switch 2 is going to be only no VR. No shot. Nintendo I mean, is that would crazy. Definitely push it. They did already. But... Do you remember Nintendo's virtual console? The Virtual Boy? No. You don't oh, remember yeah, the Virtual yeah. Boy? <laughs> yeah, I do. I think I, think I do. They were God, the I first. never bought it. They were the first to adopt virtual reality as a console. Um, you know, I had a Virtual Boy way back in the day. That mm. thing is very silly. You had to mount it on a desk like that. Uh -huh. It was like a tripod, and then you placed your face into it, and that was how. And then you picked up a controller and you just looked into this <laughs> screen. So goofy. Yeah, and then cool. you'd have the ring around your eyes. You're like, I was. Oh, and the games were all red. It only had one color. It's just red. Yeah. Fully Why red? red? Red and black. That was the two colors you got. Weird. Um, yeah, I don't know because it was piece of crap like it was a terrible terrible product uh, uh the, the only vr i i think the only vr i've ever played was when i went to a theme park like 25 years ago and it was you you walked around and you shot little balls um yeah. and you walked up like you know but just, did you say the only oh, so you don't have a headset right now no i don't i've never i've never You've gotten a headset. never done it ne never ever ever i thought you were a gamer bro i am unfortunately a fake <sighs> all right my amazon yeah Prime Twitch subscription is going to go to somebody else next month. Damn, bro. Have you, do you even subscribe? <laughs> <laughs> when I remember. When you I get remember. my 250, okay? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, you're welcome. But not anymore. Yeah. Now, normally I would consider weather a subject that we should generally avoid for a podcast because it's, you know, it's, it's small talk when you're okay. waiting for the us i don't know what do people yeah. well everyone can days? relate to the weather so it's an yeah. easy conversation starter well, yeah earlier today it was it was just kind of a cold morning buckets mm -hmm. of hail start coming down okay. then it starts snowing and now the sun is like blotting out my eyes i don't know what's happening right i had to close the blinds so i wasn't getting overexposed which i still am because i didn't close them all the way but like i just don't know what's happening right now dude this is you know what it is Global warming. Global change. Glow. It's the um the the pretty sure this is just how atmosphere. weather works. I yeah. don't know, dude. Just, yeah, it's just weirding me out, man. Okay. Like it is strange. Weather patterns are bizarre. There's cold fronts, warm fronts, and they move around. I just want some consistency. Also, I don't I've, I don't blame you. I've never the weather app up here, like when you're like, What's the weather gonna be like today? Has not been right a <laughs> oh, single day this year. <laughs> To be honest, I don't know how you're going to be able to predict, you know, slightly cold into hail, into snow, into sun. Like, that's yeah. going to be pretty tricky to to predict. Yeah. Yeah. Weathermen up here are just, like, losing their minds. They're like, oh, I don't yeah. know, man. Rain? Just flip a coin. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. So what have you been playing? 
all sorts of games. Um, the one thing I did want to talk about, though, is did you hear anything about Rainbow Six Siege's season or year nine? No. So first of all, they had the most concurrent viewers, I believe, and players, I, I feel as well, uh, like ever. Um, what? For their recent, yeah, yeah, for their recent tournament, um, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Because that game is, well, year nine now. And there was a, a couple years ago, it was it was struggling. They yeah. they got at least on Steam, they were getting down to like you know thirty thousand concurrent, which is still good. It's respectable, but nowhere <laughs> near where they were in their heyday. Um, and now it's like slowly, steadily so what, been rising. So what, and are you coming back, Matt? Is that what you're announcing? <laughs> are you? Are we back? Probably not. No, not full time like I used to. But I can see myself jumping in. Yeah. There. So the one thing is that the year nine is kind of like do you remember operation health when the yeah. game originally came out mm -hmm. there was a season where they dedicated to simply we need to we need to shore up our game mm -hmm. get the infrastructure all all good well they're kind of doing that for the entire year sort of so i don't think there's going to be any new maps uh which is probably fine considering that game has already a ton of maps and if you're jumping in yeah. it's already impossible we, we've to talked learn about them. this before yeah. it's it's not fun it's jumping a in a siege as a new player <laughs> Right. They are going to be bringing uh, two new characters. Uh, Deimos is one of them who is like the big villain. Uh, you now will be able to play him. Oh. Um, there'll be a second one, you know, um, and then they're doing two reworks of operators. One of them they're alluding to is Blackbeard. And then there's going to be another one after that. So it's they're kind of like just Blackbeard. They're toning my, it down a bit. He's my class. He's my noob class where I'm just like, yeah, well, what do he, I need to came think out, about stuff with? Yeah, he's no longer the powerhouse he once was, and his Lame. entire design is completely flawed. Right. Is his beard, like, open up holes in walls now or something? Uh, well, no, because <laughs> they haven't they haven't really changed him since his Okay, he's still got um, his little, inception. his shield. He has a shield, right. Yeah, okay. And so it can absorb, like, one round now, like, like literally one, which That's... in a game where one round is all it takes, yeah. uh, it can't help. At noob level, though, that's not as valuable when you're... Not spraying as and praying. Up. Yeah. At top yeah. top level, if it stops a headshot, then great. You know. It can't help. Right. Yeah. But he's got a lot of recoil and he's 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 just not the best. So it sounds like they're gonna be reworking him. Mm -hmm. uh, but the really big changes is that they're trying to slow down the game. Uh it's been a TDM meta for a lo really long time where people it's because of the one shot. How are they people, gonna slow it down? Uh well, uh, literally by slowing down your aim down sight speed. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Uh, like across the board. So they're also removing the 1.5 times optic. So you're not going to be able to use that anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. The one, the 1.5 two times optic are gone. They're slowing it down. And this will hopefully mean that you need to use maybe tactics a little bit more when playing the game that's all about using tactics. Interesting. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm down for that. I like the idea mm -hmm. of slower moving players, you know, so... What the players aren't necessarily moving slower. You Wait, can still run slower, in. Then the aim down sight speed is moving slower. Oh, that's like, what they're doing. So, okay, yeah. Okay. So like aiming down, so you can't just run into a like you know I get three what speed you're operator, saying. run in and yeah, then aim yeah, down yeah. sight and just gun everyone down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that that's an interesting way to throw some power back to more slow, methodical gameplay for <clears> sure. Yeah. Since the headshots are still so valuable in that game, are they? They're right. still locked in on that headshot meta, though, right? Or it's... they? They are. I don't see that going anywhere uh, yeah. at this point. Like, I think it would make the game probably more interesting, but it also could yeah. just completely ruin its identity entirely. And it I mean, might they, just like they stuck with that for so long, and I 
I was like vehemently against it from the start. I was like, you're throwing all your weapon balance out the window. Just one yeah. shot headshots for everything. Like people aren't going to use DMRs. It's just going to be like SMG meta. Like it's going to be insane. Yeah. And it was like all of those things at one point. Uh, I yep. don't know if they fixed it, but they just stuck with it. They're like, it's what we do. One shot mm -hmm. to the head. Really? Even if you're Tachanka and somebody shoots a 22 caliber pistol at him, like they wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, nope. Yeah. One shot dead. Okay. <laughs> so I get it. I, I know that's not, a, you know, but it is the identity of Siege and I don't see it yeah. going anywhere. And necessarily at this point, I don't even think it would be a good but thing. But they haven't to, done to, this to yet. It. So why is the game coming back all of a sudden? Why are people all like... That's a great question. I think one of the big reasons is the streamer Jinxie. Have you heard about him at all? Yeah. You've mentioned yeah. him on the podcast like three times now, I think. Oh, okay. Well, my, my bad. My bad. Yeah. Um, uh, he's just a mass, like he gets like 100,000 viewers. Yeah. Which is huh. insane. Like that, that alone is just like an incredible amount of, of promotion for the game. Like a hundred thousand concurrent. concurrent on yeah. siege. That's yes. wild. Yeah. Insane. So I, I don't, I don't think it's all just him. That yeah. would be, that would be uh, naive to say that, you know, they're at you over at Ubisoft that but they're, don't they're not doing their the job. Power of a good streamer making your game yeah. look amazing, man. I yeah. mean, too many games in history have blown up because of like a dude playing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a I think that's a big role, and I think there's just some hype around the new season. I mean, the, the new year. It's so everyone always gets excited for the new year. Now yeah. the only issue is is that when you watch all this content about what is what's coming, it's like, oh yeah, all this looks great, but it's over a year. It's not going to happen like in yeah. a month. It's yeah, yeah. over the entire year, which I feel will diminish said hype a little bit yeah. once people kind of realize what is this star citizen or something <laughs> yeah, trickling yeah. out your content slowly. <laughs> Over so the course hoping, of a thousand years. I'm hoping that Siege is, you know, it's back, baby. Uh, we're, we're back. I mean, the fact that they're doing year nine in itself is a testament to any yes. game, let alone a multiplayer game. Like, multiplayer yeah. games don't survive to year nine? Are you right. kidding me? Like, so that's pretty impressive in itself. Maybe they're just going to power through. Because even Counter-Strike had its years where people are like, I don't know if it's going to... I don't know if it's going to be the future of esports. You know, it just wasn't <clears> as popular, but then it's surged back up in this like massive way. Maybe Siege has got that that surge coming ahead. Maybe, of it, you know? yeah, it could very well be. I'm just it's, I'm just impressed that they took the risk of like they they went with the 1.5 times optic, and it didn't work out. And they're like, okay, it's been a couple of years. We realized that this was a mistake, and now they're they're removing a couple it. Of years. Good on them, you know. Give yeah. it a good old couple of years. See yeah, if it, well, I mean, you know, see if it's, it's fun. I, I and it. then you know what? It, it turns out it was a terrible idea. So you know, roll it back. That's a couple of years later. A couple uh, years later. Only yeah. two years of shitty, <laughs> shitty game. Well, mechanics. the optic, the optic just gave it allowed you to excel up close and at long range, which is yeah. the reason why it doesn't make sense in a game where it's like yeah, there's yeah. you have to have the options like min max. I do yeah. like <laughs> that. Rainbow is such a nuanced game now where you're you're talking about like a 1.5 times optic which in any other FPS where nobody cares what are nobody, you talking yeah, about nobody yeah. cares great one doesn't make any difference but in Rainbow it's like a contentious issue because that that the meta is so set and firm and the the people mm -hmm. that know the ways how to play like that makes a huge difference in how you can play the game and yep. it is cool that they're at that point it's like Counter-Strike's similarly at the point where you can't just go in there and change a mechanic. 
Like it, the whole no. game will be upset. People will quit. The offices will get burned down. Like you can't just change stuff. It's it's all been refined to an art form. And I think Siege is sort of trying to get in that direction. Um, so yeah, maybe this year of optimizations and refinement and whatnot will will dial it in to something that's a little more and I would imagine this would become the new norm. friendly. You know. I would imagine this would become the new norm too. I don't think they're I don't think they're gonna go back to four operators a year. I I think it's actually probably a good thing that they're yeah, slowing it they down. They shouldn't, yeah. Because it's just it's like at some point you do it does need to be not necessarily maintenance mode, but you can only add so much to a game before it's just overloaded with content where it's just like this is it's almost too much. Yeah. Right. It needs to stand on its own for its own sake, not just because it's getting new content. Like Counter-Strike gets content every once in a while, but it's standing on its own legs because mm -hmm. it's Counter-Strike and the gameplay loop is so good. And I'd like to see Siege get to that point where it can just maintain itself just because the gameplay loop is so solid. It really, really just needs NFT skins at this point. <laughs> you know? Hot anime skins. It That's what we need. Hot anime skins. It needs skins that go up in value that are so insanely rare that you can sell them on a third-party auction house for hundred. They did add. They did add the ability to buy and sell skins now. Oh shit! Some but some CEO over there, big brains, mm -hmm. was like, "Hmm, I've got an idea." With you dollar signs in his eyes. You don't get money. You get there. You get the credits for like the Rainbow Six credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get money in their launcher but there's got to be a third-party site already right i i have no idea i, okay. I haven't looked into it i would hope not because that get would just your be skins get your skins yeah. baby you got all you those go. those og skins those are going to be worth I a million do. dollars matt yeah mil millions of dollars dang dude you're gonna have a ferrari by this time next year <laughs> Some I diamond so. sunglasses i don't know about that but yeah. some of those are selling for an unbelievable amount of like the like the equivalent in credits to money is quite high. Yeah, quite. They're going to get that third party system figured out. Um, it's probably I, I hate to say it, but it's probably in Ubisoft's best interest because that kind of stuff does well for IPs like that. All of a sudden people get attracted to the oh, this game has this value gross, outside though. of the game. It is gross. I agree. I'm just saying if I were them being an evil company, then I would do it. <laughs> evil. Evil. Okay, Ubisoft isn't that bad, but they have done, they're kind of doing a bunch, they're they're being a bunch They've of done EAs some weird things. is what they are. They're being a bunch of well, EAs. Well, they're, they're, they're a company. They want to make money, and they're going to do everything know. they can to make money. Yeah, speaking of making moolah. Oh. Want to talk about some Star Citizen, buddy? <laughs> Don't I? You're like, tell me. Tell me. Tell it just, yes. There's been, some, uh, there's been some uh, controversy in the Star Citizen world lately. Mm. This usually happens in between long stints and between interesting content. People are, we find a way to get upset about something. But Of course, as the internet does. CIG always does a dumb thing. Uh, just, it's very uh, reliable, reliable at this point that CIG is going to do something stupid. Um, okay. So spaceships are the main money generator in Star Citizen, always have been. The big spaceships right. that sell for an insane amount, $1,300, $1,500, you know, just crazy. That's directly from the store, not in an auction house after the fact. Right. Um, 
there's a big ship, the biggest that will be player flyable when it launches is the Idris, and they've been hinting at it coming out very soon. It's supposed to launch before Squadron 42. People are sort of predicting when it's going to come out. Yeah. Uh, they've sort of semi-pseudo launched it into the game, but it's through a weird event where if you just happen to be on the right server at the right time, a mission will pop up that says capture the Idris, and then you have to like coordinate with like 30 players to try and go capture an Idris that's being probably run by developers and then okay. board this massive ship, kill the people on board in like some epic firefight and then take it from them, okay. which sounds awesome. And it does sound awesome. Yeah. And uh, it is awesome from watching the few videos of people who have captured content of it. The problem is that like nobody's able to do this because it's like a random event that happens at some random time. So this is like, super hype ship for the game everybody's been excited about it for like 10 years no uh -huh. not probably not exaggerating on that number it's like nine or ten years like a really long so. time <laughs> and they're like check it out maybe so there's people that were waiting around for like four hours five hours just hoping to find they an event that pop off it didn't uh then they tied it into a ship sale for the idris uh to make some money off of it of and then also if you rec I think it's like if you record a cool clip or something of attacking the Idris or sieging it and submit it, you can then win an Idris. So of course the player base is going crazy to try and get on. So it's not, it's no longer a joyful experience for many. It's now a, we got to win the Idris guys. And so how it's much gotten, money does it cost to, to, to purchase? Somewhere around thirteen or fifteen hundred dollars. I don't know. So you spend thirteen hundred, and then some guy just wins it in the game. Yeah, but I think they're only giving away one. So I mean, uh, okay, so it's not super easy. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, everybody's pretty pissed off about the event because they're like, this should have been a cool thing for everyone, and yeah. you've turned it into a nightmare experience for a few. <laughs> right. Now, for the people that c captured the Idris, do they get it as well? No. You you oh. get to fly it and shoot people with it, but <laughs> okay. um, as soon so as somebody... So it's just a cool event. Well, so yeah. it sounds like it could have been a really cool event, if it, especially yeah. if it was developers that were you know piloting it and all that. That sounds actually really cool, but yeah, on a, on a larger scale, when you have more than just uh, you know a couple hundred people, you got thousands of people wanting it. Uh, it's just that's not sustainable. Yeah, and they hyped it up with a bunch of stuff ahead of time, making it seem like everybody was going to be able to, I don't know. It was just poor taste on CIG's part. Mm -hmm. And um, whatever. Now, now the next controversy with the game is that they're about to redesign all the flight mechanics for every single ship in the entire game with the next patch. It's, it's right. called Master Modes. Changes up mm -hmm. all the combat of the game. And a lot of the top pilots now who have been flying in the game forever are like, this actually is not good for the skill curve and it makes it less enjoyable for people on high skill. And so that's the new controversy is it's sort of... You're dumbing down the game. Newbies yeah. are going to do better. I can't say whether or not they are dumbing it down because I have not gotten into master modes enough to tr test it out. The testing uh -huh. experience is not particularly enjoyable, so I've avoided it. Yep. But... um that's sort of how, how much are they changing it to the point where it, it is going to reduce the skill ceiling by that much huge dude okay so oh, so it is it is a big change one of the bigger changes is every weapon in the game will ha will come equipped with gimbals which means it can auto target 
within a cone of fire on your screen. Okay. Um, where before you would have to downsize your weapon to, to make it gimbaled. And so you would get a major damage reduction. Now they're kind of giving everything gimbals and you can turn it on or off. And if you turn it off, you'll get a rate of fire increase. And if you turn it, um, on, you get a rate of fire reduction, but you get auto aim. And so sort of an argument there is like before a really good pilot in a light fighter, which, you know, yeah. can take almost no shots before it dies, could essentially evade almost all the incoming fire of an in, inexperienced pilot and then take right. out a, take take out even a group of inexperienced pilots with their light fighter. Now those inexperienced pilots are going to have a lot more auto-aim compensation. So even if their DPS is lower, they're going to start piling on the DPS and the experienced pilot will not be able to get as much done. I think within... I mean, we all know why they're doing this, right? Yeah, they're, they're making it so it's enjoyable for... The majority of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually not advocating against the change. Um, okay. I'm more just curious about how it's going to evolve over the next years. Because I think maybe when it launches, sure, it might not be as good for the experienced pilots. But as they mm -hmm. evolve it, they might find other ways to make it more enjoyable. For yeah, I wouldn't be pilots. surprised because... You know, you get battlefield pilots and, you know, the game is relatively simple, but man, some of those battlefield pilots eventually just, they, they know the nuance and just yeah. every little thing. And they just, it just becomes, you, they're unkillable. You never um, can beat them. Right. Yeah. I, remember I would not BF1, be surprised. BF1, you remember the attack plane in BF1, the two seater? <laughs> yep. So there's somehow you can fly it. I don't know. They, you get the right speed, the perfect speed, and you can uh -huh. turn it faster than a fighter. The small single seater. So I kept losing these dogfights to a guy in an attack plane because he had just figured out the right way to turn right, that thing. The right turns, you know. I couldn't out turn him, and I was like, "What is happening right now?" He's figured out the the weird meta in there. So even in a simple, more arcadey game like Battlefield, the the skill difference in flight mechanics over just the FPS skill differences it's significantly mm -hmm. higher in almost every flight game and yeah it's hard because Star Citizen has that like you've got your dual joysticks you've got all your peripherals it attracts that like that DCS crowd um, yeah the hardcore flight sim crowd and those games have got like thousand hour onboarding experiences sometimes for just getting good and you can't have that with a game that's selling four five six million copies you know you need it needs to appeal to the casuals right and so i get why they're upset and i'm, I'm not saying that they're like they're not like those concerns aren't valid because I, I get it like you put a lot of all this time in the game and you've gotten good and then they're going to kind of dumb it down a little bit yeah i would be very surprised if they dumb it down to the point where there's no skill ceiling and it's all just on rails i i don't see that happening for star citizen but I also understand why they're because, like you said, this is going to be a game that is going to be selling potentially to millions of people. And if your average player is just getting absolutely thrashed because the controls are just too difficult or it's mm -hmm. going to take, you know, tens upon tens of hours to get involved and halfway decent, they're going to leave. Yeah, for sure. And I'm it sucks because I have friends who are on the high skill side of the game who are sort of against some of these changes and I feel like I'm right down the middle and I'm more sort of advocating for like, yeah, let's just see how it goes because uh -huh. I want this game to be successful more than I want it to be just a high skill playground for like the most dedicated players, you know? Right. Um, and PVP should be something that most people want to dip their toes into and have some fun with and mm -hmm. not feel like 
it's something they have to work up to, you know, I don't want to yeah. jump into Call of Duty and feel like I need to play a billion practice rounds before I can jump in a war zone or something like you right. just want to be able to jump in and have fun right away. Um, so hopefully Star or at least, or at least feel like you have somewhat of a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the thing with an FPS game is like, you can have a great player in your lobby and you can still kill them. Like they, they might, you might just come up behind them, get a, get a good drop on them, whatever. And you're right. like, Hey, I didn't, I don't feel completely incapable of downing the superior player, but in flying games, it's like not happening. Yeah. It's forget not happening it. at all. Yeah, yeah, you can fight and them a hundred times in a row. Even if you do dumb row. it down, even if you do dumb it down, they're they're probably still not going to be able to take out the good, like the really good player. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. There, I mean, man, they're moving toward the biggest patch of like the game's history. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just sort of like, I've got my bucket of popcorn, and I'm like, this is gonna be, <laughs> this is gonna be good one way or the other, man. <laughs> Don't know what's well, gonna I happen. It, I hope it turns out well, and I do hope that the skill ceiling isn't just completely demolished because I do think having, especially in a more sandbox game like that, yeah. having having some skill ceiling is important. Yeah, and it for sure will not be demolished. It will be, it'll be adjusted, I think, and mm-hmm. they'll just find other ways to eke out the skill above other players. You know, as opposed yeah. to just pure accuracy and pure speed it'll come down to other nuanced mechanics you know because yeah there's a thousand inputs for the game already like just learn the inputs really good and you beat the new guy right yeah, and the new guy's much. like what's the button for like the right countermeasure oh i'm dead you know mm-hmm. there you go yep uh i love games with billions of inputs don't you no <laughs> Though I do play Tarkov, so kind of maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know what I want to talk about, but I haven't sure. played. But I see that you've played because mm. I'm a Diablo fan. I think we. Do you remember us staying up for the like Diablo three launch? Remember what a disaster that was. Yes. I yeah. Mean, hard to forget. Yeah. The the, the air boss. Yeah, yeah. Was legendary, like legendary yeah. poor launch of Diablo 3. I think we were supposed to like team up for that or something, and we were just sitting around for hours. Uh, the last epoch. Um, yeah. It's been in early uh, access for a while, right? But it's it five years, something like that. 1.0 launch. Mm-hmm. They had the 1.0 it, update. And it's an action RPG like Diablo. Yeah. It's 100% like Diablo, but. Yeah. They, so first of all, I believe I I haven't dived super deeply into it, so I'm not an expert on the game, Yeah. Um, but they get you kind of going and they get you, you know, trying out different uh, specs and trying out different abilities pretty quickly and you start to feel pretty strong and then you can start getting some, you know, pretty crazy builds going, uh, especially late game. And you can actually get like items that do things to your character that isn't just 2% more damage, Yeah. which is nice where you actually feel like you're making steadily you know making steady progress i also think and i might be spreading misinformation here um but there's like a solo mode where you can literally play solo and then i think it will increase your drop chance because it knows that you won't be able to trade with others it knows you won't be able to play with others and it will make it so that you're more likely to get good items oh, on a, yeah. like a faster basis it's supposed basis. to have an offline mode I, yeah I, I believe it's got so is that what you mean the offline mode I think it's like an offline solo mode, yeah. Yeah, which is smart because I think they were having Mm -hmm. some server problems because it exploded. Yeah, Um, I I was trying to play off stream a little bit and I just got stuck on, well, I would be able to get in, 
a difficult, it was a difficult task in of itself. And then I would try to load into a new zone, which happens all the time. And it would just take like five minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to stop because <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, every, every two minutes I got to go into a new loading screen would be obnoxious. Yeah. So what I've heard, um, just through reading some general reviews of the game was like, it's, uh, it doesn't treat you like a dum-dum like Diablo 4 does, where they don't mm -hmm. give you all the stats that you want. So you're yeah. sort of guessing about exactly how the stats work in your gear and items and stuff. And it's not as so, you don't need a spreadsheet like you might with, um, Path of Exile. Path of Exile. So it's like the, been described as a nice the best Middle of both ground. worlds mm -hmm. basically yeah. and i think a lot of people are enjoying that yeah it's 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 a solid game it's 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 mm. not triple a quality and yeah. you know like i don't even think the story is necessarily done okay. um the story is interesting what i think is really cool is that it is a time traveling game where you will travel back and in, in, in forward in time yeah. um to different eras like one is like prehistoric almost i feel and then they're like you have like modern and and the landscape and the map changes depending on the time period which i think is a really cool idea can you go into the future you go into the future but it's called like the end of time and everything is like there's like Still. a black hole in the background and <laughs> it's it's cool that's cool, man. I like that's a that's original at least, as opposed uh -huh. to just like the dark emperor is here and he is corrupting the lands. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know that's there is still like a corruption void here. thing going on. Maybe I'm talking to the wrong guy over here with your thousands of fantasy novels on the on the back shelf. <laughs> is that basically yeah. the premise for most of them? Is like the bad guy is here and he's got some spells and crap and you not know. usually. No, I mean some of okay. them are, yeah, but no, that I mean it's a trope, but it's not one that's used very often nowadays so yeah i think it's a good game i didn't put enough time into it to really give you a deep dive impressions or anything but if you're looking for a solid made art arpg and diablo just didn't do it for you i'd recommend checking it out it's like 30 bucks 35 dollars relatively yeah. cheap and tons of classes there's like 50 so there's um i think there's 15 subclasses which yeah. is pretty wild there's like paladins void knight sorcerer rune master druid you know lich it's like it's crazy so nice. if you, you can really kind of have all these different probably um, has fantasy. a ton of replayability yeah. to it, where you're just like i'm yeah. not feeling this class let me just re-roll and mm -hmm. here i am is this dude now that's yeah. cool and i don't think it takes as long to really kind of get going too uh you you do need to put a lot of time in it's an arpg it's all about the grind all about getting loot that's gonna take time but it does feel like it's not as uh, like insane as some like yeah. Path of Exile and, and Diablo. Like you really got to put everything into I, it. Just I will to get say going. I, I wish, and I haven't played it, but I've seen videos on it. I wish ARPGs would take a little more creative freedom with the visual style. Because <laughs> looking at it, mm -hmm. it looks like diablo 3 at a glance like diablo yep. 3 with or diablo 4 rather i also um, think it looks like path of exile in a lot yeah, of ways too yeah exactly you could look at all three of those games and if you weren't intimately familiar with them you would not be you would be forgiven for mistaking them all why as do the they, same why game. Do they like the big the, the ball ui thing for health and mana like have you yeah. noticed that it's always a, a yeah. circle yeah that became just like a i think diablo 2 did it and then everybody was like that's what we do now that, you it know it just looks like that every every single game yeah uh and it just, all the, the way the bad guys die all the animations all the particle effects everything is just it's all stylistically the same and it's like 
somebody come up with a different style. Like, not all FPSs have the same style. There's weird, cool cell shading stuff going on. There's whatever, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. a different style. Like, I mean, um, what's that cool? Rogue Hades. They mixed it up. They yeah. came up with their own style. That was cool. Like and now people are copying their style. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I saw it and I was like, I I do want to play this. It looks neat, but it also looks identical to Diablo 4 just about or yeah. Path of Exile. Yeah. Mhm. Mm I couldn't give you a really good idea of like how different it is by the end, but it, like I said, if you're looking for something like it, it it does what it does pretty well. Yeah, I don't think people are looking for too many other evolutions within the ARPG genre. Probably not. I think they just want refinements, which seems like is what this game is doing. Speaking of stuff that is doing something a little bit different, have you heard anything about Pacific Drive at all? We talked about it last podcast. Do you know like the <laughs> the premise of the like the the end game and everything? Um, not the end game. I, d I don't know what the premise of the end game is, but I, so last podcast, you described <laughs> it as it, you sort of get sucked into this weird island area, mm -hmm. you're in a car, you're sort of upgrading the tech on your car as you go, yep. weird things pull you into the forest. Um, so I, yeah. I played, I did, did I, God, so I must've talked about the demo, I'm assuming. Yeah. Did you forget? It was did the you demo. Your brain? I completely, bro, I, <laughs> I straight up talk about games all the time. I have such a hard time remembering what I talked about on this podcast. So, played the actual full game. Yeah. Um, completely forgot the demo was a thing. Yeah. Um, so I played the full game. Mm -hmm. uh, now I feel stupid because uh, apparently I'm old now and I can't remember what I talked about just a That's week right. ago. Well, you take your Anyways, pills after the podcast. I got to take my pills, yeah. And uh, it's pretty fun. But it also has some pretty big flaws. So oh, just no. like you said, you upgrade your 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 car, you go out on these drives and you get loot and you bring it back to your like home base and you get, you know, better, better car parts, cool abilities and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem, the thing that I did not know about, though, is there's no manual save in the middle of a, a of a run. Mm. And so it kind of has a roguelike quality to it yeah. where you go out, uh, you're not sure what you're necessarily going to get what loot you're what kind of what biome you're going to get and things like that and some of them can take a while um these drives you go to like different um yeah there's like different sectors right so you you keep going further and out 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 and out and out and out mm -hmm. and it can take like an hour and a half i, I think one time it was like two so hours no save over an hour and a half <laughs> and, and i i lost I, I i got stuck on a rock when i was trying to get to the extract because i, I the game was like okay here's the quest you did the you, you touched like these buttons and then it was like, okay, now you got to leave. And I didn't realize I needed to leave. And so I got stuck on a rock for about 30 seconds. And even then, even if I didn't get stuck on it, it was so far away, the exit, yeah. that I, I lost. That's um, a game the, design. Yeah, I completely agree. So I lost literally all of the resources that I had gathered <sighs> over like an hour and a half. <sighs> and it was... I would put a game moments. down after that yep. for sure. Yeah. Oh, I thought about it right then. I was like, ooh, that's yeah. that's a flaw. Mm -hmm. Um, people are also complaining, like, hey, I have a life, and I didn't realize that on this mission it was gonna take so long, and I had to stop, and then they came back to it, not realizing that their game didn't save, and they yeah. lost all their progress. Another pro or at least for that run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's it's weird because I'm conflicted because I do like games that mm -hmm. Like I'm a big fan of Stalker. Stalker does mm -hmm. let you save, but you can kind of get lost in it where it doesn't auto save that much for you. And so 
if you're not aware of how often you're saving, um, you can lose some progress. Yeah, you'll get stuck in a mission. You're like, holy crap, I just killed 18 guards in this base. This is getting real. Like, this is crazy. And then, like, somebody will sneak up behind you and take you out. And you're like, dang, wait, how long? Oh, man, I was just playing for, like, an hour, two hours. Yeah. Dang, I'm going way back. Am I safe? And to an extent, I do like some of the, the risk-reward mechanics there. But it's got to be well de designed, balanced, and it's also got to be communicated, you know, where... Yeah, that was the thing, is yeah. I didn't realize it, and, and the mission wasn't really communicating, like, once you do these things, you're going to have to go across the map and, like, extract. Yeah. So I just wasn't prepared for it, and it was a real kick in the shin. Yeah, it's got to, like, tell you before you begin the mission of, like, this is, like, you got to do this all in one run, You you don't get to go take a break or, like... Uh, or do something else and come back to it later. Like, this is it. Mm -hmm. Like, get ready, you know? Um, it's like a yep. raid in a video game or something. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's like, everybody ready? Everybody, have we all gotten to the bathroom? Okay, here we go, you know? And that's... It did do some cool things. Uh, yeah. Being able to upgrade your car and make it go faster with, like, a better engine and uh, scavenge around. Innovative. I'm just messing with But it, it was neat, though, to, like... This was like my baby and, and yeah. we were, it was being upgraded and it, and it was cool because before a, a mission, you would need to like get ready for it. It was, it kind of reminded me of Escape from Tarkov, but even more so where like it's raining outside and it, you know, you're, you're in your, you're in your, your, um, your workshop, you're getting all the resources so that when you do go out, you've got ceiling kits, mechanical kits, electrical kits, making sure all those yeah. those boxes are checked. And it just feels good to kind of go through the motions and then mm -hmm. you're prepared for your mission. And that and that's that's nice. That's um, like the core appeal of those types of games, those sort of survival games. It's like yeah. getting your kit in order, right? Is mm -hmm. like um some Sons of the Forest 1.0 just launched. And yeah. a big part of that game is similar where you you want to build your little base, your fort, your cabin. You want to get the defenses set up properly so those dang cannibals can't ambush you, you know, and, and tie you up in the middle of the night. But right. you're trying to get it all set together so that when you get your, your call, your next mission, or you want to go out, you're like, okay, what am I going to take here? I need some water. I need some food. I need my crossbow, you know, and it, it's just that process of it that's a really appealing element of all those games you know so whether it's tarkov or stalker or pacific drive so it sounds like they nailed that part of the game they did but they also don't respect your time at all in the game yeah <laughs> so not only because of the whole save thing uh but also once you get to the end you have to go through like five six zones where you so the, the way it works is you basically go to like junctions right and you, yeah. you reach a location then you have to drive in that location to your to the destination then drive to the next one so you're basically just driving to the end of the game well you don't um, like euro truck simulator it basically turns into that to yeah. some extent but with anomalies around and there are some cool anom anomalies some will make your car go like super fast and like slam into walls there'll be some that will cause like your car to like literally fly through the air it's for so a second funny. it sounds like stalker but the car version <laughs> yeah because yeah. that's what it stalker is. is it's you're walking and all of a sudden there's an anomaly and it like rips your legs off or something you're like oh god yeah and <laughs> i think that they were trying to get you to then like gather resources along the way but if you're just trying to like complete the story and like your car is pretty upgraded by this point it's like i just want to get to the end but 
the final mission, just to get to the location for the final mission, driving took like 30 minutes. 20, oh you know, 20, 15 to 30 minutes to just, just driving to get there. Maybe they thought like, people would enjoy the driving a lot more or something. Maybe. You didn't and get I, your and, wheel and, set up for it? And the drive, no, I didn't get a wheel for it. I don't know if it does have wheel support. It, it probably does. Put on but, VR head, VR goggles, mm -hmm. and put on your blinkers and stuff, you know, get all your stuff. And, and the driving was fun, but it just blew me away because there would also be missions where you would need to drive to the junction to then be able to then, <laughs> so you drive all the way out there, which, you know, as you were gathering resources could take you like 45 minutes if you're actually playing the game. Yeah. Uh, and then that only gives you then the ability to then go down that same route again to get to the next junction. Mm. So you have That's, to do it twice. Uh... That's really disappointing because it sounds like these devs were very much onto something conceptually where they, mm -hmm. they had like a really good idea and just didn't quite know how to pace it properly or something. Yeah, the pacing you know? felt off. And I, this is my problem with a lot of survival games nowadays is it, it's, <laughs> you, if your game is good, you don't need to pad it. Like stop padding it with mm -hmm. resource gathering, like to the, to the, you know, the craziest degree why do I need to drive the same route twice just to get to my destination yeah. at the end of the day? Like, why is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's speaking of padding. Um, I haven't played it, but I believe you played it. The Nightingale mm. game. Yeah. Um, I've seen I a did. lot of the, the grindy stuff in that. I, I watched, I don't know, 10 minutes of gameplay and I, it was just resource gathering, and I was like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> yeah, uh, we can. Yeah, I, I, so I did play Nightingale, and yeah. it was it was fine. But man, I I played for six to seven hours, and at the end, I had a little basically square house with some re <laughs> like some base refinement inside, yeah. and that was all I had. Yeah, so like, I didn't I mean, really get a lot that's going. So common in games now, where they're like. So, I mean, really, if we took out all this gathering, you would just build a house and then go kill this guy over here. So we need to make this gathering take forever, you know, yeah. so that by the time you kill that guy over there, ooh, it feels like you earned it, you know? And it's like, is that gameplay, though, at the end of the day? Like, I, I get that realistically, you'd have to chop down a lot of trees to be able to make a house. Yeah. But, man, to, to make this little, like, four by four little house it took i had to chop down like tens upon tens of trees i'm like this is annoying um <laughs> like do i really need to go through this extensive process and yeah. it got to the point where i was like if i wanted to build something big and maybe later on maybe you get some upgrades or something that makes this entire process you know not as tedious it is the beginning of the game and i know that that's usually pretty slow but yeah, uh, I wanted to like really get into the base building, but as soon as I played and I just experienced the basic, you know, making a small little house, I my interest started to wane right then and there because it was just like so much gathering. It's kind of a shame because um, the concept art, the artwork, the trailer stuff for Nightingale, it looks neat. It's kind of got that yeah. fun kind of like steampunk vibe going to yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And I was down to give it a try, Same. and then I saw I saw the gameplay and immediately knew I wasn't going to enjoy it. I was like, oh yeah. no, like this looks like a fun idea for a world that's just like, now gather stuff forever. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I don't mind gathering for this because it, it it can be fun and it's it's, oh, it's almost therapeutic gathering resources and, and bringing them back well. to your base. Yeah, if it's done well. But I think that a lot of and this is true for 
uh, Pacific Drive is, you know, all these survival games lately just been way too much gathering, like yeah. hundreds of resources. It's like, just come on. Yeah, it doesn't need to. Be, it doesn't need to be this padded. Yeah. Also, Nightingale is um, I mean, the advertising makes it look a little more action packed, you know, and I know they have dungeons and stuff like that. But they do. If you watch the trailer, you might. I wasn't expecting it to be such a gather intensive game from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like I saw that there's crafting stuff, but I didn't expect it to be like the most, combat's okay. Yeah, yeah. The, there there is combat, but it kind of devolves into you get swarmed by a ton of enemies, and you mm-hmm. just it you just kind of have to keep dodging out of the way and swinging your sword and or whatever you're using, and and hope that they don't get you completely surrounded. It's it's not terrible. Uh, it's actually it was actually pretty competent for a first person melee melee combat but it also yeah. wasn't exceptional gotcha do you think it's got legs or you think it's gonna kind of dry up i don't know um i watched some re- like reviews of what it's like at like Endgame, and apparently it's a big it, it might have legs it's this is the foundation right this is early access and they've mm-hmm. they've they could always change some things but it's one of those situations where you have to gather resources to make something so that you can then ma- that you use that material that you've made to then use multiple of those materials to then make another material and then multiple of those materials to make the final material that you need to be able to craft it into whatever you want. So you go from like a hundred wolf pelts that then go down into making whatever you're trying to make, you know, over the course of all these different like assembly line, like your satisfactory or something like that, right? Yes, satisfactory, but in steampunk, I think they probably have a game like that already. And it's probably not as, it's not um, automatic or, you know, you you have to sit there and they're going to be adding in, and I don't know why more survival games don't have this, where if it's in your base, just let me craft it. Um, If like I've got resources in a box, don't make me go over to the box and pick them up. Just, Just let me go over to my station. And if it's nearby, just let me use those resources. But it doesn't, it's not in the game yet. It yeah. will eventually, but it's not there yet. Yeah. Yep. A lot of quality of life stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um it's weird. I, I don't know what to expect from those games from the trailer sometimes. And then you you load up and you're like, oh, this is not the vision I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Or trailer communication. You want to learn something? Just uh every general. day. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Well, last podcast we were talking about space stations and Okay. Simulating gravity in space stations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. With the, with the I, I did this and I was like swinging. See, I can remember things from yeah. last podcast. I'm not completely dumb at this point. We're talking about the classic bicycle wheel design of spinning yeah. the space station to create centrifugal force to simulate right. gravity. Well, apparently, mm-hmm. that was tested. Uh, the Russians oh. tested it, and the results. And this is for a commenter in our last video who was like, "Hey, dummies." Um, he didn't say that, but. <laughs> I felt I, he wanted to. I could tell. Uh, I mean, I I am dumb. So from Dwarf Warrior Games, yeah, I get. He was like, um, basically, he he listed out the the experiment that they did, and the thing we were wondering about is if it would make you sick to be stuck on the outside of a bicycle wheel spinning in space. Yeah, and apparently, it does make a lot of people sick. So it messes hmm. with the equilibrium. But they also said that. Some people were less affected by it, and it seemed like you could also maybe train your brain to work around it. If you were if you were in it for a while. Yeah, which just makes sense. Um, I don't know if you... Well, you haven't done VR, really, but nope. there's some games in VR where... Uh, I was talking with Operator Drewski about this because 
we were going to play a flight sim together. And he's like, spend a day in it before we link up together. Because you're going to need to sort of get your VR flight equilibrium stuff adjusted. And I was like, what are you talking about? And sure enough, first day, I'm like, oh, I don't feel good, dude. I've been doing this mm -hmm. for an hour, and I feel I don't feel good at all. Terrible. Next day, loaded up, I'm like... Actually, this is not too bad, you know, still not feeling great. But then like by the third time, I'm, I'm not really bothered by it. Like it's, it's still not necessarily what I would call an overly pleasant feeling, but mm -hmm. I wasn't getting sick to my stomach by it. So I think the You're brain can do a lot of equilibrium adjustments, which is cool, Yeah, but it would suck to get up to a space station and just puke your guts out for, <laughs> for a while. Right. Well, what's hard is when you're, you know. When it's your inner ear that's freaking out because that's actually a yeah. physical thing happening to your body which is supposed to indicate that something's wrong yeah yeah and you just have to slowly be like hey brain like this that's is normal new, now. this is the new norm just get used yeah. to it yeah yeah so it's interesting but it means that if somebody built a cool space station was like come on up people like we just need to make gravity wells like uh, why aren't we doing that it's obviously the the play. Like, come on, scientists, just make gravity wells. Do you know how many sci-fi movies, books, whatever, what have you, rely on artificial gravity, and we have Tons. no concept for how that would actually work? Like I was I was reading. Uh, so I'm reading um, Red Rising, which is sci-fi, and yeah. it's incredible. I just finished off the fourth book, but there's a fight scene where they start using, they start switching on the on on the gravity for themselves and only themselves in a hallway. Oh yeah, and they start like going up and down. So instead of it being a you know a one you know a normal hallway, they're like using it to go up and down and like using blades. It's sick. It's an incredible yeah. scene. Sounds but awesome. the idea of being able to have a personal gravity field just around you that only affects you to get you onto a ceiling and then back down um, is like the idea of that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I, I like the concept of it. And what's funny is in most sci-fi stuff, when they mm -hmm. say, hey, we have artificial gravity, and then it's sort of a don't worry about it type, yeah. type situation, you go, the second you start to explore that technology, you're like, you could be doing so much more with this than just walking around in a space station. Uh -huh. uh, so, yeah, it is funny that we need that for most of our sci-fi universes to function properly. And yeah. there's no good explanation for it. that and wormholes, basically, because yep. how do you because even if you could travel at the speed of light, which scientifically seems impossible, basically, mm -hmm. and time would slow down and stop. And if you could get anywhere, everybody you knew would be dead by the time you get back, you know, all those fun conundrums. But even yep. if you could travel the speed of light, it would still take you four years to get to the closest solar system to yeah. ours. It's wild how yeah. how much space is out there. Yeah. So none of the space games or movies or whatever, like you need faster than light travel. And we don't really have any good ideas for how that would work other than being like, I don't know, it's a wormhole. And like even... I think Hawking and Einstein already were like, yeah, there's no way you could tr you could transfer matter through a wormhole. They like did the math for it and were basically debunked it. They're like, yeah, sorry, it's not a hole. It, like it, it is, may very well yeah. be. It may very well be why we don't know or we, we, like civilizations in the in the universe. If there is a civilization out there, we'll just never know about it, and they'll never know about us because it just may be physically impossible. And there's no technology that can ever be created that will allow you to be able to travel that far ever.
I believe. I be, there's what about quantum space, Matt? Oh, quantum. Uh, I don't. Yeah, quantum space. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm no, just saying. I'm just kidding. It could They're be like, completely. That's what they used to explain. Like faster. Everybody goes into like warp bubbles. We're in quantum drive. Quantum drive, warp bubble, hyperspace. Whatever you have mm -hmm. is like this area that exists outside of our current do you, space. Do you and think time there's planes. aliens out there? Yeah. But I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're like. I'm not. I'm not asking if they've. If they've. You know, been. Yeah. You know, checking us out. Do you think there's aliens? Yeah, out there I think somewhere? there's life on on other planets for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, I think that'd be. It'd be so sad if we were literally the only planet in the entire infinite universe. I that would was be. Only... I would be upset mostly because. Um, we like, think, what a waste of space. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, we, it's the people here that think we're all important. I'm like, come on, we're not important. And then we end up being the only life. I'm like, crap, yeah, we're maybe, it? We're, maybe we we're were the important. best this universe has got to offer? <laughs> this is the best the universe has? Like, this is pathetic. Yeah, we've been fighting yeah. each other for thousands of years, and we just yeah. can't, like, you know, agree to not do that? Okay. Great. Oh, There's got to be a higher life form out there, please. Yeah. Even, even if it isn't a higher life form, but just something. Yeah. There has to be something. I'll take a cactus, a space yeah. cactus at this point, you know. Just a something. sentient space cactus. Sent Ooh, I like that. That'd be a boring yeah. existence. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> it's super in a super intelligent plant that's just bored out of its mind. That's a good life form. <laughs> What if, what if there was a vegetable civilization that was able to like, could actually think for itself and made space travel. And then, then they traveled here and they see us just eating baby carrots. Uh, oh yeah. So we're like eating their young or whatever. Yeah. I like that. Well, the equivalent, yeah. Well, um, it's like, uh, you ever hear like the mycelial networks that like, um, fungi create below the surface of the ground. And like, I think it's the largest living organism is a fungus oh, yeah, yeah. somewhere. And like they're they're basically saying that the connections there like equal or or are somewhere in the vicinity of like a brain essentially like having oh. enough like neuro that replicating the synapses of a brain so they're like in theory you could have some sort of intelligent life form there and there's a lot of people that think that there is this sort of interesting connection between the fungi and the trees communicating in a way that's beyond just maybe basic stuff of like here's my amino acid levels you know i need this instead so yeah i don't know there's some weird stuff going on there and in one of the recent star trek shows that i think it was not a good one discovery or something i don't know okay. none, none of them are good actually uh, to be fair so that doesn't really whittle it down doesn't but narrow it down their their ship their special secret ship is um traveling on the galactic like mycelial network so it's like a fun it's like a space fungus and they figured out how to like <laughs> tap into it and move the ship around which is at faster than light speeds i guess right of course um i'm probably not describing it that well but also it's nonsense so it doesn't really matter but <laughs> it's it's it, literally sci-fi is just fantasy but in the future yeah. you brought up you brought up space vegetables and i was like hey star trek yeah. did that already yeah, why not they got space fungus um that's cool it's good i like it yeah yeah i don't know if we're ever going to get the uh the whole faster than light thing down but we probably won't yeah i think maybe we'll make a machine race 
that can um, travel interstellar for us. And they'll just oh, be like, yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll just power down for the next hundred thousand years and power yep. back up once we get to the next system. So I can see that happening for sure. Yeah. MBD for us. Cause I mean, all right. Say we all, we all get our Elon Musk chips in our head, right? Our Neuralinks, mm -hmm. whatever they're called. And then the next step is like, well, I mean, shouldn't we really just download our consciousnesses into computers? And then all of a sudden we become a digital race. And then, I mean, that's, that is a theory is that the reason maybe why we haven't seen civilizations is that they no longer expand out into the world, out in the universe, because they've, they've gone inwards, right? They just make their utopia inside of their own, sure. like, you know, digital or maybe they digital can figure, framework. Maybe they figure it out. So there's not really much of a need to go out because mm -hmm. they're like, ah, we know it's out there. It's, you know, yeah, the same stuff or so, yeah. I don't know. Just, cool stuff, or man. or they could be the Zerg and you know taking planet after planet and they just haven't reached us yet. Now that would be horrifying. Yeah, the Zerg are fun. I don't understand their interstellar travel mechanics. They always show <laughs> them like farting in space with like big <laughs> gas clouds around them. I'm like, I don't I'm not Ooh. yeah, I'm not buying the whole interstellar travel with the Zerg. I like the idea of them occupying a planet but how do they get from one planet to another that yeah over the course of a million years i buy it but you know. science magic yeah yeah well in starship troopers the the game that everybody's or the movie everybody book movie whatever franchise everybody's talking about now because uh hell divers is kind of reminding everybody of it is uh the the bugs send asteroids at earth that's how they attack earth they like oh. somehow get them out of orbit around their bug planet and they don't really explain how that works because obviously an asteroid traveling from one solar system to another it's like okay so in millions incredibly and millions difficult of to pull years not only would it, it would be hard to just calculate the trajectory but like right. it's never going to get there it would take and a if long it did time get there the speed it had to be going would not just destroy a city on the planet. It would obliterate the planet. Like, the planet, yeah. yeah, yeah. The asteroid is not going to fire its retro thrusters and start slowing <laughs> down. You know. Yeah, that is actually a really good point. That's <laughs> a very good point. Speaking yeah. of Helldivers, it is yeah. still somehow maintained its player base and is like actually growing. Well, which somehow because nobody's been able to play the thing, you know? The people well, are I mean, it. that's kind of fair, but you would think that if people weren't able to play, then it would just, yeah, they're you know, waiting. Fizzle, they would fizzle out, right? Like the interest would die, but... Well, no, I was talking to a friend over the weekend who said like, he's like, he's another dad in the neighborhood and he was like, yeah, I just queue up for Helldivers like in the afternoon when I get back from work and then... Mm -hmm. By the time I'm done, like doing dinner, putting the kids to bed, maybe I'll be into the server and then I could play. But if not, then I'll just turn it off. And I'm like, is that, I wonder how many people are just doing that where they're like, all right, queue up on my lunch break. And then after work, maybe I'll be into a server. Well, one way that they, so I think the server's stuff is now re relatively resolved. Yeah. But one, one big solution was they added in an AFK kicker. Or after like 15, 20 minutes mm. or something like that, if you're just AFK, it will kick you and you'll have to re-log in. So a lot of people were just staying on. Yeah. They weren't logging off because they know that what, makes the, sense. what yeah. getting in was like. <laughs> so okay, that that's was a good clogging solution. up the servers too. Yeah. 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 Well, it's good. People are getting in. I'm glad they're having yeah. fun with it. All the all the videos and stuff of it do look yeah. very I'm surprised you haven't got involved with it. 
I well, I've been busy game devin, dude. I mean, I'm kind of an important guy now. I gotta make <laughs> a video game over here, okay? Gotta make a video game, you know, YouTube channel, kids, you know. I know. It's one of those things where um it's one of the downsides of being a content creator where I was really busy when the game launched and I didn't have time to check it out. And then by mm -hmm. the time I did have time to check it out, it was sort of old news. So covering it at that point just wasn't gonna be logical from a content perspective and so i was yeah. like dang i do have time to play a game but now i'm going to play some other games because i can turn that into more relevant content than hey i'm looking at hell divers 2 two weeks later or whatever well, i mean we could do i mean i, th I think let me do i think it's still popping i, I think yeah, they're still interested we, we could do like a squad up maybe i could get like jack and x and x is finally <laughs> starting to play good to uh, get the old squad back together to take out some, some yeah. bugs well, I mean, yes, yeah, speaking of uh, squatting up, there's there's a thing going down Friday. I don't know if you got the message, but not the, old, not the old crew, not the old crew, but oh, I'll, I'll oh. DM you after the thing. Okay, yeah, you may want to be involved in this one. It, it looks okay. cool. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. You've been watching, uh, you you caught up on Masters of Air? I'm unfortunately did not see the most recent episode. No, okay. but I've heard it's very good. It is good, man. That I that shows like my show of the year so far. I mean, granted, mm -hmm. it's only almost March, but still, show of the year, right there. Yeah, it could be, dude. It's fantastic. It's so good. I can't get enough of it. It's just, uh, it's World War Two, man. But it's it's an, a fantastic show of World War Two. Yeah. Oh, I'm all caught up on Slow Dogs now. I finished season nice. three. Nice. What'd you think? Very good. Very funny. I thought season three got a little over the top towards the end. Uh, yeah it yeah yeah it was sort of like is this an action show or a spy show now but um, got a little actiony got a little actiony it was fine for the sort of tongue-in-cheek nature of the show they didn't get too mm -hmm. serious with it um man i love so it's not really spoilery but when, yeah. when tactical units get called in and they all like they're acting very tactical they're you know mm -hmm. touching their shoulders moving in and everything and then but then when the actual conflict happens all tactics get completely thrown out the window <laughs> And you're like, what is even happening right now? The thing that always gets me with those shows, especially when it's like some private military contractors, right? Not even the yeah. military, but like PMCs who are literally just getting paid a salary to be there. It's like yeah. they send in five guys, they all die, and they're like, all right, next five, go. Send in the next boys. Guys like, uh, here's my resignation. I'll be going this way now. <laughs> like, they don't have yeah. to go in there. They don't. <laughs> They really don't. But this, but they're always like, all right, next dude through the door. I'll just uh -huh. get mowed down in the hallway. Like, why not? Yeah. Oh, man, and that stuff always it, cracks it was, me. It was a little goofy. But yeah. other than that, it's uh, Gary Oldman just does an exceptional job. I think all the actors do really well. Uh, he's definitely the highlight. For sure. For sure. I do like the, I don't know if he's the main character, but kind of the main character, the, um, he sort of reminds me of a, a younger Simon Pegg in a way. He's kind of oh, kind that. of yeah. He does a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, because he's always his... sort of he's trying to be serious, but he's always screwing up. You know, he's yeah. kind of got that that sort of can't quite get his stuff together vibe about him, which is fun. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, all the shows, all the characters in that show are great, and I'm I'm excited to see some of the reveals about like um, his grandpa and stuff, you know, cause you know, he's yeah. tied up in some stuff. You just don't quite do. know what it is. And you're like, this is going to be a fun reveal later. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and see who's responsible for what and who is a spy and who actually is the double agent and, you know, all that stuff. I don't know how many more seasons. Is is the fourth season going to be their last or? It's based on a book, right? I don't know. Probably. Everything's okay. based off books, but yeah. I, I, I don't These know. These books, man. God. Yeah, who reads books? Yeah. Who's got time for that? Yeah, no, it's an excellent show. So I'm watching that. I do want to watch. You know what I want to watch, but I haven't yet. Uh, so I I have no idea. There's you tons just gave of shows me a weird there. look. So I was like, "Are you going to say something?" No, um, no. The uh, the creator. It didn't get great reviews, but the CGI oh, the looks incredible. Yeah, I thought it got reasonably good reviews. I think it was kind of like mediocre, but I'll, I'm going to check it out just because the CGI looks so good. I want to. Yeah, see no, that's fair. Some oh yeah, Rotten Tomatoes didn't give it the. Glory. What is it? Uh, 67 critics, 76 audience, that's not, which is fine. That's not that it's bad. Fine. For sci-fi, yeah. I'll take it, especially for yeah. a high budget sci-fi. I'll definitely mm -hmm. take it. You know, it doesn't need to be like, in, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. Man, I do wish there was more high quality. <laughs> so, I don't know. My favorite genre is sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. But a lot of times those are the two genres that always just never want to like make good movies. And they're always there's always something bad about them. Like, why? It's do you usually the writing somehow. Yeah. You're like, yep. come on. This is one of the most popular genres and you can't get a good writer on board. <laughs> Though I hear Dune 2 is incredible. That's it. So is it doing theaters before it comes on streaming? Is that where we're uh, at right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, I am excited. I mean, yeah. we're getting worms, baby. <laughs> right? That's, that's hot. Yeah, we're getting worms, we're baby. We're getting worms, baby. <laughs> Not just in our intestines, but in uh, Dune That's too. one of my biggest fears is getting something Ooh, like that. Oh, oh my God. God. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't like any of that stuff. All that, that weird stuff where they're Horrible. like, I just Horrible. came out of the hospital and look what they took out of my body. And oh, you're like, oh, no. okay, we're changing the subject. But yeah, the, 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 the movie's apparently incredible. Some are saying it's better than the, the, the you know, the first one. Well, better you, you because not that together. much happened in the first one, but yeah. Yeah. You add both together and it's just, a, yeah, it's just some of the best sci-fi. So it is a, it's two movies. Or are they doing three? I think, I think he wants to do more, but I believe this is, this wraps up the first, the first book. book. Okay. Yeah. Cool, and man. then the next would be Messiah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, most Dune fans, um, and I'm, I need to read more of the Dune books because most of them say it gets better, like with the next books. And I'm like, Ooh. well, I've heard mixed opinions. Some say, okay, it gets, it, yeah. I think it depends on which book and, but yeah. there's some really cool, interesting lore in it that explains the universe a lot better where mm -hmm. they kind of have a lot of low tech, high tech combinations in dune you know they're like fighting with melee weapons but they have shields well this was have... like the books were created in a time when like computers weren't really a thing sure, right and so but the they fact do that, like, address all this... it they address it in the stuff where there's apparently a giant basically um i think it was like a computer or ai war basically where right um that's where the what are the witches called in Dune? The I, the Benny Jesuits, you know them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they were part of overthrowing them. So they had they needed to create some like sort of super race of human to overthrow the like machine 
machines that ruled them. Well, they, they use spice to basically enhance themselves, and so yeah. they instead of using computers to calculate, they use they, they, their their brains. Like they literally yeah, become yeah. like human computers. That's so that's I how believe, they travel and this through was, space. This was told to me. I didn't read this on my own, but uh -huh. I believe that's that's how they won like a like a thousand year long enslavement to a machine race or something. Jesus. So, so I think that's why their tech is kind of low. Cause they're like outlawing most of that, like high yeah. level computer tech. I stuff. think that's also how it works in Warhammer too, is it, mm. like no, no AI. It's you yeah. just can't have AI. I love the idea of it. Um, it is a fun concept. Cause you're like, I mean, we're heading that way. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was sort of the talk of at least the last year or so is like, so are we all going to die from this technology? And most of them are like, yeah, 50, 50, you know, and then we're like, okay, go, go ahead with it. You know? Cool. Just, just, just go for it, buddy. Yeah. So it's good that risk, they address it in sci-fi, you know, like, oh, it happens. Yeah. And then you have to like somehow fight your way out of it. And now AI is outlawed and you're like, okay, yeah. that's cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, dark foreshadowing of our current path in the world but you know yeah. dear god so i'm looking forward to it i can't wait yeah do you know when it's coming out on streaming no idea do not a two not a clue release date february 25 no way the 26 hang on yeah well that's for the you said streaming oh, i don't know yeah, when it's coming Dune out for stream. streaming release day it comes out on hbo i think Spring, come on, man! What kind of <laughs> release date almost, is that? We're almost to spring. Yeah, I don't know what that means. What? What do you mean? <laughs> you don't know what it means? Well, I mean, I it doesn't give me a date. It says spring. Oh, okay. Well, what I know spring, right? Sometime in spring, and it's almost spring, so yeah. we don't have to wait that long. Yeah, we got on a nice sci-fi tangent today. We did. Yeah. <laughs> what you playing? Uh, what you playing tonight? Bro, I have no idea. Yeah, I like I how I like the drive. I I I played Hell Divers last night. Uh, waiting on Final Fantasy VII to come out in a couple of days. I yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. I wish I could approach my days with that kind of <laughs> lack Flipping. of knowledge of what's ahead of me. I don't know. I'll just figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we wrap up the pod there? Sounds good. All right. Well, for anyone listening, thank you so much for dropping on by. Also, apologize for missing a couple episodes on Spotify. Those will be coming up. Um, so those episodes will pop up there. You can download them, listen to them at your work, you know, do your job even better when you're listening to me and Matt talk about mm -hmm. video games and stuff. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, check out the video description or the podcast description. We have a link to our Patreon where you can become a Patreon member. And join our live streams. We've got two, two 3,000 people watching us right now. So you could hop on by, <laughs> hang out in the comment section of our <laughs> live stream. And, I'm laughing uh, because it's true. Because it's true. He's just laughing with all the money he's making. It's, that's a wealth laugh <laughs> yeah, right that's, there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, that's it. And uh, also drop by the Discord. Give some suggestions. I've been, I've been reading the suggestions on YouTube, though. It's mostly meme stuff. Mm -hmm. But we appreciate you all, and Matt's going to send you out with some valuable life advice. So my valuable life advice this time around is uh, not necessarily advice, but you. Speaking of good uh, fantasy, read Red Rising. Yeah, at least the first three. Read Red Rising. 
It changed it changed my life for the better because it was so good. I'll read it. I, you know what's funny is you say that, and Matthew in our comments right now has said like he's talking up Red Rising before you even yeah. said that. So that's pretty yeah. good. It's amazing. Right. That's two people it. right there that yeah. have recommended it. I'll check it it's out. All you need. I'll put it on my list. Um, I'm down. I'm down for good sci-fi, man. Hey, it's it's not often that we get a great sci-fi book or show. You know, it's like mm -hmm. there was The Expanse, and then what happened before that? I don't know. Like it's been a while. The Dark Ages. Yeah, I don't know. Battlestar Galactica reboot. That was quite, <laughs> yeah. that was like ten years ago. <laughs> that was a that was a long time ago. Yeah, we're starved over here. Give us something good. Let us know in the comments also if you got any other good sci-fi book recommendations. I will read them. And I'm here for it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. See you later. Bye. Bye. -bye.